0: Welcome to Forward Talks by Goombook, a podcast about moving towards sustainability in our region and beyond. I'm Tatiana Antonelli. A quick thanks to our partners, R Space, the first co-working community designed to connect humans with nature. Find out more at ourspace.work. On today's episode, we're looking at how a large corporation can drive sustainability from within. I sat down with Sabrina Rahman, is the Head of Corporate Sustainability for the MENA region with HSBC. Sabrine always had a keen interest in sustainable development. She interned with Grameen Bank, mentored refugees in Australia while at university, and worked with the Global Peace Index, a think tank looking at the effect that peace has on the economic outputs of countries.
1: The Middle East is probably a beacon of light in terms of what we've seen and how fast sustainability has been integrated. I mean, you remember a decade ago when we first met, um, it was an uphill struggle. I can very confidently say that there were only a few of us that, that were talking about this. And if we fast forward to where we are today, it really is a movement. I think the the government's ambitious um, targets, their, their leadership, um, the establishment of innovative ministries, you know, the Ministry of Possibilities, the Ministry of Climate Change and Environment, or of food security, there are very few countries in the world or regions in the world that take environmental and social challenges and implement it um, or integrate it into policy.
0: What do you think has triggered all this?
1: The youth movement in the Middle East, we're a very young population, 50% of of People are under the age of 35. And we're seeing a lot of changes that are being made to um, social structures to help meet the demands and wants of, of this group of people and of the next generation. We've seen that in Europe, right? We're, we're seeing the climate strikes, we're seeing student action. I think young people are the biggest catalyst for change. Um, and I think they are a force that we cannot ignore. Um, And we shouldn't ignore. They are the next generation of consumers. They're the next generation of investors. Um, And they can teach us a lot. Absolutely, after the Arab Spring, it was a huge wake-up call about the, the disconnection between perhaps what policymakers were thinking and what reality was on the ground. And we're now closing that gap.
0: Sabrine's role at HSBC allows her to put into practice the ideas she explored in her university days. How private industry can spearhead sustainability on a large scale.
1: For HSBC, the way I'm increasingly seeing it as, as I, I continue my career is that for our 50 million customers, we aren't just giving them financial products and services, we're giving them a lifestyle. We're giving them security. We're giving their families an opportunity to grow. I sometimes look at the history and the heritage of my organization. So we're over 150 years old. We've helped build schools, roads, infrastructure, ports, starting from Hong Kong to right here in the UAE. We're the oldest bank in the Middle East. So we've had a phenomenal hand in the development. Um, And this is even before we look at sustainability. This is our core business. We've helped this region grow. We've helped the UAE grow.
0: Just a few months ago, I was at the opening of the new HSBC Tower here in Dubai. And it was amazing to see how actually you could showcase uh, an incredible sustainable building.
1: What What was incredibly exciting for us is obviously the journey um, to, to help achieve that, um, but also the additional focus we had on how we as employees would work in that new building. So um, as you know, with the support of Gumbook, we have now made the building plastic-free. We've introduced flexible working. um, And there really is a huge focus on a sustainable way of working. Um, So it's been a a huge mind-shift change for our organisation. And it's been a wonderful platform to have a new building that is sustainable, that has... Um, cutting-edge technology in terms of video conferencing um, and and so forth, which allows us to work from anywhere. Uh, It really is showcasing a workplace of the future.
0: So what is your approach to sustainability as HSBC internally?
1: My team, we are really advisors to our business. What we focus on fundamentally is to build capabilities within our organisations rather than skill sets. We bring industry insights our knowledge of what 's happening in in the outside world and real examples, and we have a large philanthropic budget um, which we use to fund programs across the region and in markets where funding may be low for, for those causes, so we really try to help move the needle and most importantly we 're now helping prepare our stakeholders for future scenarios, for example, a low carbon future. Um, which we estimate will require $100 trillion of investment until 2030 across a whole variety of sectors. So we use our network, our presence and our insights to contribute to thought leadership in this region Um, and we partner with leading organisations such as Gumbuk to help address issues such as water scarcity, plastics, sanitation, food security innovation in agricultural technology.
0: Just to understand a bit better the impact you're having, it would be interesting to know more about what has happened, been happening in the last yeah. 12 months. Or
1: The last 12 months have been extremely busy for us, um, which is fantastic because it just shows that our agenda is really front and centre, um, both within our organisation and in the wider context. I'm extremely proud of my team who have helped Showcase to our organization globally what the Middle East is all about and, and the potential that we have. We've done over 100 projects um, in 2018, and we directly impacted over 65,000 people, um, and that's just direct. What I think I'm probably proudest of is the fact that we built a completely new agenda in the Middle East around sustainable finance um, in, in the space of 12 months, um, and we've trained over 300 colleagues. Um, including our our senior leadership on what it means, what are the opportunities and what are what are their roles um, to really push this this forward um, and we've also as a result helped facilitate more than six hundred million dollars worth of sustainable financing within within this region um, which we are incredibly proud of um, because this is a new focus for us. Um, we have a small team and a very large remit. Um, so many sleepless nights, um, but it's, it's been extremely rewarding. Um, we've also opened our new Middle East headquarters and there's just so much more on the way.
0: HSBC also has a role to play beyond just their internal sustainability, running a number of initiatives to support companies and the local community.
1: So the way we look at sustainability, yes, there's a variety of products and services. For example, we have a green vehicle loan. Um, so these there are specific products at a consumer level, at an individual level or a retail level. Um, and obviously then there are products at a more commercial level. Um, so yes, we have sustainable finance offerings. But what we are, are looking at is how do we make sustainability a part of normal banking normal products and services. So it's not about introducing a green factor or, re, or introducing um, a subsidy. It's about ensuring that our colleagues, our bankers, understand the variety of projects out there that may have a sustainability angle and understanding the opportunity that arises from that.
0: I've seen in your website that you're also promoting financial literacy So at what age do you start that?
1: Yeah, we have a variety of almost um, touch points. So for us, we have programs that start very young, so primary, um, and go all the way up to tertiary. Um, Because financial capability, financial literacy, it really is, it's a long learning pathway. Um, And I've always um, believed that the Middle East is so diverse. um, And there are two I think there are people on two ends of the spectrum. So you have perhaps poverty or scarcity, um, and that creates certain issues around how you manage money or how you see money or your relationship with money. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have extreme affluence. And that also affects your relationship with money. And we have a presence across eight markets in in the Middle East where we see the gamut of issues and the differences in the relationship that young people have with money. Um, so our programs focus, um, you know, focus on both ends and across a whole range of age groups.
0: HSBC has not financed any new coal-fired power plant since the release of its new energy policy, instead focusing on low carbon sources.
1: HSBC has limited it, its exposure to um, uh, investments in coal-fired power plants. Um, And and this is really part of our sustainability risk management. Um, What I spoke about in in terms of sustainability being a very exciting commercial opportunity, it's also a really useful tool for us to send a signal to the market of behaviours, of uh, expectations that we have. Um, We have sustainability risk policies that look at freshwater infrastructure the weapons industry um, in addition to to our energy policy and and it's continuously evolving we are completely committed to helping emerging economies develop low carbon solutions for energy where it is practically possible we are a market that has grown from emerging emerging economies and we are absolutely committed to that um, and we are what we're trying to do is really take practical steps. There's a huge portion of our economy that needs to pivot to a different way of working and they need partners for that to happen and that's where we come in because we have long-standing relationships with these clients, with these organizations. We've seen them grow generation after generation. It's not always the large global banking um, partnerships or or relationships, it's also through our private banking clients. Being such a large, uh, multifaceted organisation, it allows us to look at generational planning, succession planning, um, but more importantly, you know, how do we help change expectations in different economies?
0: Personally, what do you see is the biggest sustainability challenge for the Middle East? The next... um, Urgent topic we need to really address.
1: I think what I still find difficult or a barrier um, is that sustainability still doesn't have a, com- a common taxonomy across across the different sectors. What I refer to it perhaps in in the financial sector may look very differently in the FMCG world, um, and we need to start singing from the same hymn sheet. Um, We need to prioritise the same things. Um, And, you know, we we are working towards that. For example, HSBC works very closely with the UAE Central Bank and the Ministry of Climate Change um, on a sustainable finance working group because even amongst the banks, huge disparity in what we do, how we say it, um, who we say it to, what we're asking for. And often we're working in silos. And that's why I think platforms such as Gombok and and podcasts like this really dig a bit deeper i don't think any of the barriers i face are unique it it's probably the same for many of my peers but sometimes i feel that we have a too many platforms um which then are replicating um you know some of the same discussions and and b yeah, our definitions our understanding our, our depth is just not there. And I think that's, you know, if we want to go to the next level as, as what we're seeing happening in Europe, we need to start talking about the uncomfortable things, right? We need to start digging into some of the, the things we see in our supply chain issues, right? The human side of supply chain. Um, I think we, the, there's going to be huge focus on this region over the next few years with Expo, with the World Cup, And with it will come questions. How are we tackling this issue? How are we looking after the welfare of our people? And the question is, you know, how we collectively as a business community come together to do all that we can do.
0: Do you think there is a challenge in communication and transparency, sharing data? Because somehow I feel in this region there's kind of a secrecy to keep... How you do things and and related to your own business and the fear that sharing somehow will help the competition.
1: No, uh, look, I'll be honest. I I think it's just I don't think there's there's a lack of wanting to share. I I would say we have very good relationships with with other banks, um, but I do believe that there is a difference in maturity between. Um, Obviously, you know global organizations you you have the strength of a global organization behind you in comparison to local organizations who are then developing it from the grassroots level There's a natural um gap there. I think data sharing um you know I think all of us report um is reporting mandated? no, so then again, you know it becomes a disparity in how we're reporting, how we're measuring. And I think that's that's quite key. Um so we could be talking about the same issue looking at it from three different lens. So then to the average reader, you, you really don't know um what what the real story is. Um so yeah, I, I honestly think it's it's a matter of simplifying um what we look at, perhaps collectively Sharing information across these different platforms. So, for example, what what we're doing with the UAE Central Bank, some of those outcomes might be relevant for other stakeholder platforms. Are they being shared? Um, and who shares it? These are the questions, right? So, um, and I and I think that's the next level um, that we need to go to.
0: Where do you see the job of the future? Do you think it's still really important to focus on? schools and universities and masters or...
1: In the future, sustainability as a standalone function will probably not exist um, because I'm seeing the decentralisation of what we do. It is being embedded into people's day to day. It's being incentivised and that to me is a huge win. I don't want my my role to exist in the future. It should be business as usual. I, I shouldn't have to talk to someone about, you know, why using plastic is bad. <laughs> I mean, that to me is a no-brainer. You know, for, for those who are interested in getting getting involved in, in this field, I would say that learn, read, read about the mistakes we've made in the past. Because, um, especially being a mother now, um, I, I've started exposing my son to a lot of documentaries and um, and he started watching a cartoon I used to watch when I was younger called Captain Planet. Our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. You know, it's funny. I hadn't seen this cartoon in over 20 years and they're talking about the same things we're talking about now. It, it was a real wake-up call for me. What have we done? And um, especially watching the, um, the, the new David Attenborough um, uh, documentary. It's Our Planet, I believe it's called. Um, and, and just watching it with my child is a different perspective, right? He's angry. He's only five. He gets angry when he sees animals suffering. And he gets sad. And I think the older we get, we forget our emotions and we forget how to bring it to our day-to-day. It's, it's not about, you know, sometimes being businesslike. It's about the fact that, look, if we don't do something collectively about climate change, about controlling global warming, there is nothing to look forward to. My, my cousin in Australia, she's leading the climate strike for Canberra and um, <laughs> it runs in the family quite deep um, and, and that's exactly what I've been telling her. She's, um, she's 15, I believe, and um, that's exactly what I've been telling her, that arm yourself with information, not information about what you'd like but what we've done wrong in the future and, and create your own, you know, absolutely demand change but then take ownership um, and I think if we were all able, you know, to do that, from primary school children to people in the corporate world to people in in, in the various um, levels of government, I think we might be able to do something special here in the Middle East.
0: What really impressed me this year is your involvement into C three, which is a, a local initiative on trying to really promote and launch. Social enterprises into the market
1: so um, HSBC partnered with c three um, as, as you 've said, um, a local uh, social enterprise um, that that really um, promotes and champions the organic um, growth of of um, social impact organizations um, and we were fascinated with the model um, only because it really focused on developing um, and growing these organizations. In a very sustainable way. So um, the sort of mentoring they received, the strategic guidance, um, the growth indicator reports—it was, it's something that we hadn't seen before. And we think that SMEs are the backbone of every economy, um, and it's no different here in the UAE or across Egypt. Um, so we were very, very pleasantly surprised with the quality of startups and and SMEs that, that were a part of the program. Um, 20 were shortlisted. I'm very proud to say that the, the top three winners were um, female-led mm-hmm. organizations. Um, and we had impact investors, angel investors, um, fly in from all over the world. The feedback that we received was absolutely phenomenal. A, they didn't know that such talent existed in the Middle East, B, it, you know, they, they weren't aware of the innovation that the Middle East was was generating. Um, and because I think that there is sometimes a lack of platform to promote innovation and, and talent. And I think a global brand like HSBC coming together with a local brand like C3 really opened this up. Um, to, to many other stakeholder groups that would have never seen this before. So we are continuing the program, I'm happy to say, um, for, the, for the second year um, and we will expand it to several new markets um, and what we really want to do is continue this movement. We want to continue and foster sustainable growth. We want to, We want SMEs to flourish and we want them to be able to continuously give back to our communities but in a financially sustainable way
0: that's all we have for you on this episode you can find out more about the show check out our previous episodes and find links to subscribe by visiting
1: goombook.com see you in two weeks